0: So, do we? <coughs>
1: Have you heard the uh, intro?
0: No. <laughs> Get it going. Hang on, I've got to find my
1: phone. We're recording. One second. Where's my phone? Ready?
2: Yep.
0: know about that. <laughs> <Why's> that? <laughs> Just <the laughs>
1: I think it's beautiful.
0: I travelled in India a year and uh, I mean, yeah, the, I think the Indians have a very good sense of humour anyway. Oh, they love think
1: it. <coughs> they'd love it.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't handle I mean, I mean they would be able to handle that because they're very transcendent people. So, I'm yeah. Uh,
1: I'm very m- much on, in the future, we being in a world where people can be anything they want to be and people don't get hurt feelings.
0: Yeah, so that's nice. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah, but this is the thing like with comedians how something came to me recently about comedians and how they are um like they're kind of like the point of the arrow, like mm-hmm. there's that takes a lot of courage for us to come out of tragedy mm. with comedy and just get that that truth. You know, it's like the, the the tipping point or the tip of the arrow, and and that truth can also, you know, like when when someone says, the truth hurts. Mm.
1: You know, it does, mm. and that's why we're sh- like at the moment this uh I guess culture of like sheltering people from the truth, mm. and that so it doesn't hurt them and I, i'm not sure if that's the best way to go in our society
0: yeah and there's this whole thing around um us putting ourselves in a definition and a box and it's sort of like this place that like where our identity becomes our safety yeah. but then it also kind of becomes our prison because mm. you know someone can't call you a certain thing Or else, you know, you've got this whole backstory about it that becomes your identity. Mm. And if people are, you know, like forming their identity just around their wounding, Mm. well, then I feel like that's where we have problems. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's right. People can't express their true self if there's all these little boundaries or walls that we have to play towards. Yeah. And if we could be total freedom of speech where people... Yeah, just speak the way they feel. And we rather teach people how not to be offended.
0: (laughs) Right? Exactly. So this is where, you know, transcending ourselves through the deeper healings and, Mm. um, you know, that also begins with being heard at the wounded level Mm. but being pulled out of the box through the healing journey like coming out of the, the um, very thing that has shut us down um, or made us feel unheard or unseen or unvalued or unloved, you know, in our original journey of coming into the world. So I feel like the, the tender guidance of bringing people through the healing process of first being attended to at that level of the fracture
3: mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> and then realizing that the fracture is not you, you are identifying yourself through the fracture mm-hmm. and can you see your light shining through the fracture mm-hmm. and can you know yourself as that light?
1: Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's what we have to teach people, mm. right? And yep. and guide mm. them through those processes. Mm. It's really interesting that this is all to do with how we 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 were talking. We wanted to talk about uh, the school, mm. and it's like this is how we need to look to to guide our children in school. That's what is learning these these lessons, mm-hmm. so they don't have to learn it the hard way.
3: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. We can teach them those to raise raise their wisdom to a point where they they can deal with trauma a lot easier they're more they sort of know there's a knowing there that that when trauma occurs that they don't fully descend into it yeah so Mm. what i was saying about like how we raise children that's like a crucial thing is how they deal with trauma how they heal themselves
2: yeah
1: Mm. Like, I don't know if we even talked about it at school.
0: Well, the (coughs) the way the school system has sort of been set up um, is sort of just everybody's in thrown into a space together without enough guidelines, I guess, that monitor um, and guide the children at that nucleus level. And, yeah... I myself have had a lot of realizations about the issues of our education and just even the things that we're learning in school when we're not really ready to really tackle some of those subjects or go in there. Like, there's so much more that we could be observing and learning at at the space that we... For example, you know, like, I remember being quite... Like, had a massive imagination and I would have just love to walk into the schoolroom and you know just start playing or discussing or going into like you know that space that was really flowing for me in those early times because i find for me like and this is where we look at the different stages and different um types of minds and um what do you call it um temperaments different people have temperaments some people come in quite organized and studious <coughs> you know even as a child and this is where it gets really interesting you know and and that can be cultivated and then an encouragement for those kids to also come out of, the, out of their comfort zone and go into more of a a space of play so you're kind of like encouraging people to go into the spaces that they w- they do find comfortable in order to come out but then also places that they may be like almost like an encouragement to try new things as well. Um <clears throat> yeah, but I feel like with this school system that we we see today, um I sort of because I'm an astrologer, I realize that there's a there's 12 really key com- compartments or aspects of life and and in the w- in the realm of spirit and under understanding ourselves through the elements of earth, air, fire, water, and knowing that we are first a spirit, and you know quantum physics, energy works, all of that is teaching us that um, from today that you know the spirit is in your body, like you're not a body with a spirit. Your spirit is your body is in the spirit. So if children are, t- for example, you know taught meditation and to attune into energy through sound and breath at a young age they can access these parts of themselves that they that they can be very attuned to rather than having just this whole world of theories and th- facts and words and th- thrown on them you know as the only curriculum I'm not saying it can't be a part of it but there is there's just so much more to our being you know that I find um needs nurturing and with astrology i found the first uh, thing is to know thyself so to know myself i'm i'm energy i can do anything i am light then oh i have a body oh i have lungs i breathe i breathe air so breath breath is very important oh i have a mind i speak i speak i learn i can communicate i can listen i can talk Oh, I feel, in the fourth house. Where in astrology, it's like I feel. You know, so you know, even just talking about feelings never became a thing at school. Like, like the whole feeling body gets avo- uh, avoided, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's so many people that shut down at a young age because they're feeling all these things, but there's no space for <coughs> compassion or understanding. And uh, the other point um, I wanted to make was when you look at the school ground uh, on a societal level you're actually dealing with all these innocent children who are a product of their parents Mm -hmm. thinking Mm -hmm. in the school ground Mm -hmm. you know and that's where you see sort of the hierarchical thing and you know, if a child is bullied at home, then they might naturally just be a bit of a bully at school because they have they're have kind of in a bit of a hard-knock situation with their dad and their mum or how, how they're treated at home is a bit harder mm-hmm. than, you know, someone else who's, you know, more cultivated and cared for. Yeah. Um, and this is where you get the interesting play that, pl- that plays out within the school. And I've just thought it's quite brutal uh, what you see... Happen there, and it's like some of our earliest learning. Mm. But if we had the guidance to, you know, give them a good start, mm. those children can grow up to mm. be so much stronger in the world, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, back basically on that note, it's like, how do we cultivate the growth mm. of education mm. from children who are just thrusted into school? Mm who carry a template that their parents have given them. And are those parents conscious? Are those parents giving, instilling good values Mm -hmm. in their children? Mm -hmm. Or are they racist, judgmental, Mm. closed-minded? And all these things, these problems we see in the world that actually does carry forth into how people treat each other, yeah?
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. At all, it all keeps coming back to like the power of living in a community, yeah. right? When you have even if you did if if your parents were close-minded, and they w- but they were still living in community, you're going to be influenced by many different uh, adults, even teenagers, cho- like uh, elderly people, like grandparents. Like there's so much influence when you live in a community, yeah. right? And That's that's where the power for children is. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's the community living, but also then having a school system that is all based around uh, raising a child's consciousness. Like that's that's what we that's that's sort of what all schools should be about. Uh, And it seems like the whole almost the the school system now needs to be totally revamped. Mm. Yeah, it's not so much about knowledge anymore, mm-hmm. you know. Like we had to like mm-hmm. memorize things all the time, mm-hmm. and suddenly we're in this world where we don't have to remember anything because we have it at our, on our, on our smartphone. Like mm-hmm. we can access any knowledge. So like, that's probably like three quarters of our schooling was memorizing stuff, like who you know, history and geography. Who, what's the capital of? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, hang on, let me just check. I don't need to remember that anymore. Five
0: times eight is... Yeah,
1: yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can use a calculator now if you mm-hmm. don't know. Multiplication. It's yeah. it's like, yes, it's good to know how to do it by hand, but, yeah, maybe it's not that essential. But what's more essential is teaching kids feelings and and, and just knowing themselves, right? Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that spontaneous play that, you know, because one thing, yeah, that really just dropped in based on the last conclusion was parents have a certain influence and it's there, but you'll find the soul of a child is so free in its own, you know, like it'll still go and do its own thing, Mm. you know, and that's something that I marvel at, Mm. like you know no matter how hard our parents can be in our conditioning we will flow to the people that like we're so much more susceptible to flowing to the people who are in alignment with us so for example i go to school and i'm at that age and you know my best friend's an aboriginal or an asian mm. and say my parents are a bit racist or something mm. you know there's a lot of that that goes on that i found to be quite a marvel um in sydney Mm. because i noticed um it's it's just a it's not like (coughs) it's not a caucasian thing it's not an asian thing it's a human thing i feel Mm. like like racism is a human thing Mm. and it's just any anyone who looks or acts a bit differently to you different language we on the ego level have to define it Mm. and then as soon as we define we separate and then, and then that's how we create the division between, mm. and then, and then race imis- racism is born from there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I started noticing on the trains in Sydney, you know, where you have like a really high population of Asian people in Chatswood, and you're sort of going into different restaurants, and you notice the parents, they've all migrated here, mm. but a lot of them have chosen not to learn English, you mm-hmm. know. They're very much in their culture, but have a stubbornness of ground, you know, mm-hmm. but their kids, they all the children mm. have no choice. You know, yeah. so then you see, the ki- all the kids are going to school. They're learning English. They're becoming super progressive. Mm. And one thing I marvelled at was, you would see an African, an Asian, and a white, you know, and a, and a ginger all mm. sitting together mm. like best friends mm. on the train. Mm. And I would be like, yes, it's just going to take time. Mm. You know, as we crack through these Mm. illusions that are sort of a blink of an eye Mm. in the cosmic blink in time, Mm. even though it's taken so long to see the shift. Mm. um, You know, even back then, it was probably over 10 years ago that I saw that and I was like, these are the kids of the future. These are the kids that are all bridging the gap, Mm -hmm. you know, like by having such a mixed plethora of friends that they engage with and there's mm. you know what I mean, that's just my friend and, and I love my friend and mm. it doesn't matter if he's black, white, whatever, you know, like yeah, so I, I think we're gonna see it and in certain areas we don't see the shifts and we, we, we know that we do have a problem. Um, but on that note we can't backpedal either. We've we've just got to keep moving forward mm. now mm. into these spaces where innovators and thinkers and mm. teachers that have already seen the problem for a long time and now mm. stepping in and like mm. going okay like what is the best way to learn you know mm. like you know uh, l- even learning a language like there was a backwards way of that with it where it's all like theory and you're trying to like articulate the words but you know how do we learn language we learn it all by listening mm. Mm. so the best way to even learn a language is by listening by mm. by engaging in it by by having those like awkward steps you know being walking a little bit like Mm. like your first you know steps to walking can be a bit awkward and a bit you know unstable the way we learn is to try to be in control Mm. and not make mistakes Mm. you know not go into the stumble of like what actually does make us grow and Mm. learn Mm -hmm. like oh we've got to have it all down packed and have it all together Mm. and if you make a mistake. you you know you can't ask questions in class or you look like an idiot Mm. Like that's one of the ones that i really dealt with was like i was terrified to ask a question Mm. in class Mm. in case i look like an idiot Mm. and that's another way that school and the teachers may even contrive a class sometimes which Mm. is part of that backward thinking that keeps us all stuck Mm. and in that in that fear of growth, like mm. what what it is to grow through understanding and, and have making mistakes and falling over and getting up and mm. just say, hey, it's okay, you mm. know, we're all in this together.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, we should encourage mm. people to make mistakes. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it should be, hey, you gave it a go, you got it wrong, but hey, at least you tried. Yeah. Right. Get it up rather again, than be afraid to be wrong.
0: Have another go. Have another You'll go. Yeah, right that's next time. that's
1: actually something we should teach kids that's a like a core thing mm. learn how to make a mistake and learn from it because every mistake we do is is a, a learning like that's what uh people yeah. say with small like when they've created their own businesses like it's taken them three or four businesses that have failed before they get a successful one but all the learnings from those three failed ones got them to that success So, like we have to make mistakes
0: yeah and and trying and falling over and getting back up again is kind of the things we do in the playground Mm. when no one's watching us and saying Mm. hey you shouldn't have fallen over Mm. but we're kind of naturally doing all of that as we're kind of gaining our steps you know Mm -hmm. and then it's like then it's on the action level at all different levels in our life we've got to allow for yeah, well, that's one of, like, mm. on that note, like, that's one of the biggest things I've learned from people who have walked, they're, they're walking ahead of me on the path and they always say, like, your mistakes lead lead to your successes. But mm-hmm. like, don't be afraid to fail. Is like what many people who are very successful today will, will tell you, you mm. know, so... Mm. Yeah, so bringing this concept into the schooling system would be amazing and more practical ways of learning um, that show us how that works, like, yeah, how do we see that in action? Do we need to get our hands into the clay today and and build things with our hands? And Mm. we have so many different ways of expressing ourselves that are even beyond the mind, Mm. that can allow us to tap into this like wellspring of our imagination because i feel like as children we have so much imagination and really the sky is the limit for mm. the children of the future and, the mm. and what is possible for oh, yeah. the exposure of what kids can be open to mm. in a space if you just have no limits right yeah you know
1: it's exponential
0: it's exponential yeah. and especially getting them young
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's to amazing to
0: find their field of expression mm. and joy and expansion mm. and it's sound. It's and yeah,
1: it's already happening. Like yeah. the uh, like we're talking about Calais today. Yeah, Calais is like
0: 19.
1: 22. Oh, is he twenty-two? Yeah, okay, yeah, mm. but still, like for such a young guy, just so amazing in his um, wisdom. And his dedication, like he already has his passion that he he knows, like he's playing music. That's all he wants to do. And it's like he's that's that's amazing. Like for me, maybe when I was thirty, <laughs> thirty five, right, I started to dial in that. So it's kids are progressing faster. They're becoming what wi- they're maybe they're g- escaping through the all the nonsense that we. Our society put on us,
0: yeah, and because of um, because of
1: the, cause of the uh, they have access to a lot more information, mm. like wisdom from all over the world.
0: Yeah, I've noticed. Uh, Calais, um, is quite a, an old soul as well. Mm. You know, he has this sort of mm. wise man thing about him. Mm. And I asked him his star sign the other day, and I thought it was quite interesting. He's a Capricorn, mm-hmm. you know, and it's actually known in astrology for Capricorns to be to seem older when they're younger Mm -hmm. and younger when they're older Mm. uh, because they come into this world with all these gifts and like just an adept and what do we call it adeptness agility ability to do many things so he's just gone because it's an earth sign on the practical level picked up one instrument Mm. got that down really well oh let me try another one and he's just continuously focused his energy there mm. in such a practical way that now you see this really young guy just so proficient on four instruments you know he mm. can play the bass g- guitars really amazing and the drums are really amazing mm. you know what i mean so mm. yeah no i think um when i see that it's like the possibilities of
1: it's beautiful isn't it it's so young amazing
0: kids yeah Yeah, so talented, you know, and it's, like, breaking through our limitations Mm. at a young age, you know, like, we'll make people like him teachers early, too. Mm. You know, he's a natural teacher now. Mm,
1: Very much.
0: Ready to inspire young kids, you know, like, and connect with people Mm. through through sharing his wisdom, you know.
1: Yeah, he, he because he was on the podcast, the first, our first podcast. And he was a little bit, he didn't say much at the start, but by the end he was really contributing and he's has th- a lot of wisdom there. Yeah. You know, and that's that's amazing to see. Yeah, and I, I feel think that you with can him,
0: like a solid cat, yeah, you know? Yeah,
1: that's right. You, and you see that, though, with younger and younger uh, kids. Yeah. Like there's a few, g- uh, the girls, uh, Amora. Yeah. Uh, like. Those little girls have been to come into festivals yes. <coughs> their whole life, Yeah. and they're just so comfortable around people. They're so confident. Yeah. Like she, I, I got a, a face painting yep. done uh, with fluorescent paint yeah, from her. Uh, coexist, um, yeah, coexist, yeah, coexist. And uh, her mum did the painting, and then Amore come up and it's like, "Oh, mummy, you need to use more white." And so she just like put the, took the brush out and started doing doing this my face. Yeah like she just could see she had the confidence to see that okay we need to do some more work here or here Yep. As i was like wow that's like yep. for an eight-year-old that's insane
0: exactly and yeah. and and back to what you were saying about community um the community raises the children mm-hmm. um i was at my sister's place last night and my our cousin and our sister have moved in together and Cousin has had a has got a daughter, and just seeing the other like my my sister and her partner interacting with the girl, and they're kind of all living in this really big house, Mm -hmm. and I just saw how that's so perfect for the little girl to have interaction with all those people, Mm. and then there's there's the animals, Mm. and then there's that break up of the dynamic that can be quite close with just the mum and the daughter. And just how it gives the mum a little bit of a break, having a few other people for the kid to interact with. Mm-hmm. But then you see a whole dynamic there. Hello, gorgeous. The cats have come oh in. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> they've found.
2: they
1: have <laughs> just found this place. They've never <laughs> been here before.
0: Yeah, so community really does raise the children. And the more exposure we have to different dynamic adults that can really guide and... Um, Expand the space of what a the capacity of a child because children are like just have such a big capacity for so much, you know, at a, at a young age. So, I yeah, I just love it, and I just think you know, you see such an improvement. Um, and yeah, you know, like children are just going to have their tantrums and all that kind of stuff, you know, like it's just, it's just part of growing up, the growing pains. Um, but when you've got a little bit more, you know, the, the community to raise the children, you have a little bit more humility that grows in the child as well and the ability to interact and not be so self-centered, like to come out of a self-sense of, like they're getting so much attention from so many people because
3: mm.
0: children need attention, mm. like and it's not a bad thing it's a beautiful mm. thing it's mm-hmm. just that they need like they're like a little light that is just going mm. hey like
1: yeah i want to know tell me this tell I'm me i'm learning yeah
0: i'm growing and yep. i'm little
1: yeah they do I'm need so much because they, they're just like downloading everything so fast their
0: capacity to to offer them mm. so much is is just incredible so yeah like it's really moving seeing yeah children having more more in their their scope Mm. it's like a scope that they have with Mm. with more community and Mm. more people helping them grow Mm. within Mm. a safe environment within an encouraging environment yeah
1: yeah Yeah. it's it's so powerful like you see that with parents that are just on their own like a a normal family like the parents are worn out from the children's energy of like of wanting to know more Yep. Always wanting to explore and... Because, of course, it, everything's beautiful because it's the first time you've ever seen all these things. So you're so... Ex- like, a child is so excited about everything they do because it's all new. But the parents are like, well, wow, it's not quite as exciting because I've done it a hundred times.
0: Yeah, and, the, and the, the parents' role in the early stages is so much about service. Like, they're just expended in everything that they're doing for that child it's almost like this feedback mm. unit that's always needing something needing something needing something needs your protection needs food needs this needs this needs this uh, so i just i have compassion for parents as well because it's like they need a break <laughs> mm. <laughs> from this growing universe that needs mm. so much more than just them mm. you know it, it needs a network it needs a community it's like mm. that's why i think you know like with home life coming up you know the b- it being a a family event mm. it's just that's what home life is it's like mm. everybody in one place there's no discrimination no
1: it's uh, like a big uh, spectrum of children teenagers yeah, exactly i guess middle aged yeah and, and then older w- age yeah like that's you young th-
0: adults yeah children more b- it's babies it's children um teenagers young adults mm a little bit more older adults, (laughs) and then (laughs) continuing on, you know? like (laughs) totally. But then that just
1: balances things so beautifully. Because, like, our society now, like, Mm. we don't interact with older people.
0: Mm.
1: Very rarely for me. Like, my whole life, I haven't. My grandparents, you know, they they passed away. And then, so, what other grandparents or older people do I interact with? That was my life. It was very sheltered. Maybe the people at work, that are on, but not people who are retired. Yeah, yeah. Like w- we need to bring that full balance back totally into our spaces, because it's mm. a really it's a really great one with the barn here. Like I feel, because we we don't have rule. Okay, no smoking. Because we try to be free with our allow people to be free and to choose the right. Right thing
0: at the right time, you know what I mean? Yeah, because for me, with the smoking, is like I don't care if people are smoking, Mm. um, because the space sort of uh, is quite airy anyway. It's not really, but if I'm trying to eat food or Mm. like cook something nice, and I'm trying to get the aroma of the Mm. coffee or the thing, and someone's just smoking next to me. For me, that can be like a little bit of a like, oh, mm. Jesus Christ, does that have to be happening yeah. right now? <laughs> <Like> totally. <laughs> and Cutting it on like my little aromatic moment sure. of making food. But apart from that, I don't care. Mm. You know, the timing of things can always be like a mindful thing. Mm. Mindful like, is the way I yeah. think.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and being aware of the people around you.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, you're eating. I shouldn't be smoking next to you. Like when people like, uh, you know, I wouldn't, you know, that's how we mm. We think when we're suddenly doing something that mm. we know is unpleasant for someone who's trying to eat some food, mm. like enjoy their food, if you've just got smoke in their face, that that's not, 100%. doesn't mix, you know? Like yeah. And that mm.
1: that was my thought, though, is when we get more, if there's kids in here, no one's going to light up a cigarette, right?
0: Exactly.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I, I guarantee. And if they did, I, I w- someone would point out, that's not very mindful. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's the same... <laughs> Maybe some elderly people as well. You get less likely to swear. You yep. might refrain from swearing a mm-hmm. bit more. And so, like, that balance comes comes into place. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you, that's why well, you need that. Like, it, it reminds me of a, uh, this story I heard about. There was a game, in a park in Africa. Mm-hmm. For the poachers had killed all the old bulls. And there was just all these juvenile uh, elephant bulls.
3: Okay. Yeah. Elephants? Elephants,
1: yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. So they killed all the old bulls. Yeah. And there was all these juvenile young elephant bulls. Uh, yeah. And they started killing the rhinoceroses and the, like, they just started misbehaving.
0: Oh. They,
1: like they just, because they had no one, they had no older elephant to look after them. So they bought this old bull from another park into this park and he they s- they started behaving again okay yeah yeah, yeah right he, he right. B- right so it's like this balance you gotta have the balance of yep, old and young The
0: unruliness of the young
1: yeah um, yeah you can when get out
0: of control right you know and that is that note when you've lost the wisdom yeah but yeah. that's that note on um you know the war that we see in the world they say that the immaturity of a man who will launch war or pull out a gun is like a juvenile child.
3: Hmm. Mm-hmm. He right. has no
0: control of his ability to temper his anger mm. and his choices. Mm.
1: So, you mean, yeah, you he mean ca- like, so, pull so, a so gun even though they're grown anger. men,
0: it's actually juvenile behavior. Yeah. It's, it's very immature behavior. It's not sure. well thought out. There's and no so respect. It's, it's like to actually just. You know shamelessly take the life of another person mm. is something that uh, i guess that juvenile um mm. mentality doesn't think about mm. those things at this point right it doesn't think that oh my actions are affecting or you know to be able to make that reflection of putting yourself in someone else's shoes mm. you know sure so it's just like no that guy's pissed me off boom kill you know um, and that's why they say, like, you know, people that go to war, that launch wars on other countries, mm. uh, it's juvenile. Mm. It's actually, like, it, it shows humanity, mm. like, having that much power, mm. but still holding the mind of right. a juvenile action. Yeah. Like, and the and like you could just put the fact those elephants killed the rhinoceros, rhinocer- right. rhinocer- that's just unheard of, really. Right. Yeah. You know, like... Yep. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah so interesting but yeah they do say you know like i i've heard you know other you know great minds sort of speaking about like when we see man with great power in Mm. the world now and his ability to hold it and handle Mm. it
3: Mm.
0: it pretty much just shows us where we're at in our evolution Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like where we we can actually always see, okay, well, no, we've still got some learning to do. Oh, we've got a lot of learning Mm. to do. Like, you know. A lot of learning. A lot. You know, uh, (laughs) because that's, you know, that's our our ability to Mm. hold power Mm. and then direct it in powerful ways Mm. that serve a bigger vision. Mm. That's just, you know, we can see where we can go Mm. when a man actually can take his his eye or his ego into more of a super consciousness Mm -hmm. that transcends the need to have all the power for himself Mm. or to to see it as limited, Mm. that power is limited. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's, you know, like when you think of people who are really in the high end of business and they're moving big, big amounts of money and, you know, I think at that level of the game, it becomes almost like a maniacal greed, Mm. like a maniacal type of greed that's Mm. like, well, I've got this much and that gives me this much power to move that. But at no cost shall I ever lose that. So I'll do everything I can because I can only see myself within this limit of what I have, you know? Mm. And um, Mm. even that kind of mentality projected even on a big bit of money will make them never even be able to see what they can do with the money that mm. can really help so many, many more people mm. or m- so many more causes or like actually build worlds that
3: mm.
0: just become a thriving mm. space for humans mm. rather than a destructive. So sure. really the, the sense of power is, is an illusion.
1: It's a total illusion. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. We're seeking power through the outside. The world, like I heard a great analogy from Osho. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, um, I just lost my thought. Osho, Osho, good old Osho.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he had some beautiful channeling, didn't he? So he, he came up with one about the power of man, did he? <laughs> it's like man and his power. Oh, he
1: came up with a lot of different things uh that's what he was saying about power well what i was thinking about power is that it's an external thing so yeah osho said tol- told told yeah. the story about like if you're the president of the united states you have all the power in the world but as soon as they are no longer the president of the united states they become powerless again mm. like they they no longer people care about them anymore they just become these who are they you know suddenly you're the most powerful man in the world and then next you're not and so that's actually not power it's temporary it's based on things like if you've got a a billion dollars you have power right but if the billion dollars goes away the power goes and so real power is when you it's inside like when you know your strength and you know your wisdom, and you know who you are, that's power, right? That's That's where we become very powerful. Yeah. Mm.
0: And uh, when man can realize his power at that fundamental level, and this is where it does go into our ability to experience ourselves as spirit, Mm. you know, i think when he finds his power at that level of knowing that he is powerful even in his smallness Mm, yes you know and and, and it's such a tricky thing you know the ego and the antics of the game and Mm. the thrill of like the adrenaline you know Mm. being suddenly being in the hot seat you know in a game and Mm. you know having the pressure but then the choice and the power you know Mm. like we get to sort of play out different roles um and it is fun like it's fun like the human experience is fun playing the game totally like but you'll find in a lot of games people get quite you know like as soon as we are challenged Mm. or we think (coughs) someone is like out to get us that's where we start kind of you know taking it all personally and You know, I've seen a lot of games get out of control with people just not even being able to have fun in the game anymore, Mm -hmm. you know. But yeah, on the note of us knowing our power and that we are like an electric, like electromagnetic system that can connect and thrive and experience ourselves on the sensory level through spirit, through all of our multidimensional aspects, um you hand that man a billion dollars Mm. and then you know he might do it something with it something very different to Mm. what someone who does not see themselves as powerful would do Mm. with that money
1: yeah 100 percent. yeah
0: so that's what like if we could build children Mm. now in the world moving forward um, with this empowered space like their ability to see what they would be able to do with that type of money or that type of transmission or energy because it's just all a translation, you know, it's a transaction of like, okay, like, well, I've got the billion dollars now, how will I use that in the smartest way possible that can help as many people as possible? Mm. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, you know, <coughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I think I think true power means that you don't need anything, you could be mm. uh, like, I, I heard a story of like one of the the yogis in India just walk around naked and all he had was a, a begging bowl but he was like fully uh, a very powerful man and he met Alexander the Great this is a story from Osho and because yeah. and Al- Alexander the Great who had just conquered all of the, you know th- he'd got to India mm. he's like this most powerful man and he he met. He heard of this yogi. And when he, Alexander, went to this yogi, this yogi was a very beautiful man, mm. naked, beautiful man, and very confident. And Osha said that he, like Alexander, felt jealous of this man.
0: Well, when I was in right. India, and I landed in a busport in Delhi, I saw these types of mm. men that look like. They're just glowing from mm. the inside out. Mm. They, You know that their whole life is devoted to yoga. Mm. And you look at them and they look at you in the eyes and they are just a light mm. and they look like a god. So I know mm. that the types you're talking about, they, yeah. they definitely left me kind of like, mm. wow. Like mm.
1: So you have this man who's just conquered the world, mm. who's still seeing something in this man who's naked, by a river, right? Yeah, and so, yeah, mm. that's th- the, the difference in powers of those two mm, things. Yes, yeah,
0: a man who knows himself, yeah, and a man who has sought his power through his energetics and nature, mm. and conquering, and the path of yoga, or the path of unity, or the path of knowing thyself, mm. in comparison to someone who only lives externally you know there's a different like the internal power and the external power Mm. like oh I'm I'm going to conquer like Mm. but everything is only understood outside of myself
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you know that's an interesting one isn't it that battle that Mm -hmm. that man has done in I guess sort of cutting his way through the world
1: Mm. but we're taught that in school that the Mm. external is where we get the power and that's that's something we need to change we need to teach mm-hmm. where the Quite. power is found inside yeah. yeah
0: not not on the external there is absolutely no satisfaction i can guarantee it <laughs> in in only seeing our power outside of ourselves. No, it, it doesn't matter. It always
1: fails. That's <laughs> it what doesn't that
0: matter. How much attention you get just for being externalized? Like, mm. if you do not have that connection mm. with yourself, mm. there is absolutely no satisfaction, and it's mm. a—it's like an endless pot that will never be filled. It will yep. never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. It's relentless, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the example of what we see with our celebrities today—the mm. people that are, you know, like. But the being very externalized,
1: that, sure. sure. You know. But it's not just the celebrities; it's every single, like human. Yep. <laughs> not everyone, because yep. a few people have uh, who well have it's every seen every human
0: who is susceptible mm. to the the status quo, mm. like to following the status quo mm-hmm. and being so influenced mm. by an ideology mm. that socio-popular culture wants to impose on what's cool mm. you know so uh, you know or like that's the way to be or you're nothing unless you kind of can do this or amount to this or you know be like that um yeah it's a lot of confusion mm. you know a a of confusion. heaps of
1: confusion more and more every day yeah like it's no one really knows what it's
0: the right way to is. just shut off from it all you know like yeah. just shut it down shut down the monster that just keeps talking shit and shit and shit, you know, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> through the <laughs> through the YouTubes, the you know, the Facebook, the mm. you know. But you know, if you're able to dabble a little bit, like, oh, hello, what's going on there? You know what I mean? But be completely detached. I think that's an age of Aquarius thing. Like we can detached in a detached way mm. discern kind of observe Mm. the um the amusement of it all as well Mm -hmm. you know like without being so caught up in it Mm -hmm. it can be quite interesting Mm.
1: yeah yeah but we're not we're not taught about internal power i i didn't i never heard about it at school i'm sure i didn't i heard about getting a good job and making lots of money and But I'd never heard about internal power. Honestly, it was only since I went on my own journey and started reading, like, the power of now. Like, the power of now. Like, right? (laughs) There's power in the now.
0: And to really drop into what that is. Yeah. Like, is not in the mind. Yeah. No, no, that's right. It's it's a pure experience of your soul. Yeah. your whole sensory body. Yeah.
1: And there's no reason why kids can't, Kids are born pure. They're the closest to God when they're born. And then society slowly (laughs) beats them, beats it out of them, right? And that's, I mean, we learn lessons and things, but I feel, I I really think we can keep kids in that pure, innocent state, right, and still teach them what not to do. Like, they don't have to learn the hard way. If we... I mean d- I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, but uh I'm sure there's a way to do it where kids can learn without having to learn the hard way. Right? You don't have to. Like you you can teach kids that drinking alcohol to excess is not is not the way to go. Having a couple of drinks is is totally acceptable but like without them having to go and get drunk for 10 years. <laughs> before they realize <laughs> like that was sort of my life like uh, my whole culture the whole all culture my mates were drinking alcohol
0: was, it was normal to get paralytic it was yeah. like let's go get para so that was <laughs> like drink like yeah. that was my first um experience of, of course. drinking it was so destructive
1: so terrible
0: and i don't think i, I mean it was sort really of fun a little bit, like yeah, I had you're lots with of your fun. Friends and you're just stumbling around, <laughs> yeah. and laughing, and I just try to get home now because you know. Yeah. Now that we're like.
1: <laughs> but you can have fun so much more fun without it. Like you can still oh, it, you totally. can have a ten times more fun going to a party, mm. and not getting paralytic. Like yeah. you're missing out on so much when you're paralytic.
0: Yeah, and I also think you forget all the good conversations. <laughs> <and> <laughs> you forget everything. <laughs> the actual moments that you know you should be remembering you know like i I feel like the drinking culture um isn't it is not is a form of escapism and it is like the fact it's so encouraged is is such a crutch for the wound of of not knowing ourselves i feel Mm. um it's, it's part of that whole like oh here's a little bit of medicine and you know hey i have a drink you know like a drink will like drink will cheer you up (laughs) you know you can relax a little bit oh that'll just get you out of your head Mm. and yeah like one or two drinks can be quite relaxing you know i i enjoy a good red wine every now and then for that for that reason um
1: red wine's beautiful and i think yeah we should drink more red wine it's a medicine (laughs) it's Um, a medicine
0: um, yeah Yeah. but every like all medicine should be respected and Mm. not abused and and i think all medicine no matter what it is um When we abuse it, we we experience the. I guess it's just the imbalance of it. Mm. So you know, like even with like my friends that smoke tobacco, like I've been working on this event and I I was getting really wound up and stressed, and my friends said, and I don't smoke, but my friends said, roll, roll a little um, one of these, and I said it was like this organic tobacco, and I said yeah okay maybe I need that, and then I. I took a couple of puffs of it, and whew, mm. I felt the relaxation, and I was like, "Okay, now I get it." Like why people do smoke. It's a, it it it's initially feels like it, it eases that slight bit of pressure and anxiety mm-hmm. in our body.
1: Definitely, like the tobacco mm. is a powerful plant. It's yeah. a sacred plant. Yeah, like th- we've we've got to change that relationship we have with it because totally. I, I there's mm-hmm. a reason why people with mental illness are drawn towards cigarettes and i'm not saying all cigarette smokers have have mental illness i'm just saying that there's there's something that helps with the calm the body yeah Yeah. and i I also read though that it's also a spiritual cleanser like the shamans use it for cleansing
0: it um opens and cleans the um the lens Mm. so right
1: your, your mirror
0: yeah so when you this is why I do like a puff of tobacco sometimes, mm. especially when I'm working shamanically, because, like, it's... Um, you take a couple of puffs and it just opens the doorway. Oh, yeah, opens the doorway. Mm. Um, like, they do it before... Um, doing ayahuasca and things like that as well because it clears mm. clears the way mm. and um it's used for prayer so sometimes someone who smokes a little bit more for the the relief of anxiety they'll have a cigarette and i i'm not so dependent on it but i'll be like oh give me a puff of that and then i'll take a couple of puffs and then i'll do in my prayer i'll just send my prayers forth because i understand it as a prayer medicine
3: mm-hmm.
0: and on that note because it did actually calm me down the other day I thought oh maybe I just need a little bit for those nights when the the anxiety does build up in me sometimes it's not there all the time I know how to maintain it but I do have sometimes where I just yeah I'd probably just need a little bit of tobacco just for that reason
1: mm. yeah I I'm just I, I've been experim- experimenting with it for maybe like 6 months now I'm thoroughly enjoying smoking. Like uh, it's 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 a bit <laughs> of a passion in a way, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> that and is it's like, great. Like at yeah.
0: least you're doing it with like a, a yeah. you know like a joy rather than. There's no oh, g- this dirt yeah. Dirt stick. It's killing me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh, I'm in a fight with you. <laughs> and there's <laughs> like tobacco. guilt. Let's have like, a wrestle.
1: I shouldn't yeah. be smoking, but I'm having you. You know, like rather than that, like throw that out and say I'm yeah. enjoying the the process. And I also like Mm. using it as a tool to help just to give me awareness of how uh, addiction or or like, yeah, that the power of uh, addiction, the power, the draw of tobacco. Mm. Like it's a really powerful draw that it has on humans. The
0: draw of stimulants.
1: Stimulants, yeah. But it's also, but it's desire. So this, it's like you can really understand desire from smoking a cigarette. And not having a cigarette, like, an understanding how the body comes into, how it starts to change. You get a little bit of anxiety in the chest because you haven't got any cigarettes. <laughs> and then what just being aware of that. I think you can use that then yeah. to be a mirror for other desires. Yes. Which... We're there's desires for everything, so it's like food. Especially food is a big one. Mm-hmm. Food's a huge desire, right? For for a lot of us, it's like this. You know, you need some chocolate, so it's like yeah. And that's another. Oh, one. As
0: soon as you've said chocolate, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. where is my chocolate? You now? gave me some here. Do you want I some? I didn't even know I needed it till you said. This is how
1: desire works, right? This is. It's like these subtle intentions. If like it's
0: not there, you might forget about it. Yeah. But If it's in your face, it's like, oh, it's I there. might need that. Yeah. It's like when you go into the city and you you, you walk into th- the shops, mm. and you start seeing these things, and you're like, I didn't even know I needed that until right. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So, like you know, or whatever. Like especially uh, uh, us females and bags and different <laughs> little things, like little accessories that'll just funk up our style. You know, like yeah. <laughs> we just yeah. fall for it. You yeah. Know, like Totally. Jesus yeah. Christ, y- can I just unsee that, yeah. and then I don't even need to spend <laughs> on all these excessive accessories, you yeah, know? sure,
1: but that's desire and and so you can you can you observe like it distraction,
0: fr- like, like, you know if we're gonna talk about sorry, if we're going talk about desire, like yeah. distraction, yeah, you know, and then like alluring, it's like you know being in the devil's lair. mm mm-hmm. You know, like how, like, you, you're trying to walk through and you're trying to focus on gold, mm. you know, mm. at the end of this trail. Mm. And then you see all these other little dazzling things coming at you. Yeah, like taking like, you
1: off the trail,
0: you know. <laughs> totally.
1: <laughs> that's, that I feel that's be. how the universe works. It's, <laughs> like, it's always just, you know, if you've got this, you're going for the goal. Mm. And there's always these little things. It's like how determined are you for, to get to that goal? Yeah, because this will pull you off it, and that, that all these things come to do that, and that's yeah. just how the universe works. It's like, you know, it's the hero's journey, the mm-hmm. g- the, you know, the knight going to slay the dragon for mm-hmm. the princess. Yeah, it's like that's the story.
0: I feel like putting on events okay. is like a hero's journey, <laughs> of you know. Course. It's a fucking hero's journey and a half because you I like think, yeah. you get the download, you get the pure inspiration, like that you must get at the Too start of the journey. Yeah. Like, you know, like the even the just the desire to take the journey starts with like oh, you know, it's that 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 drop in of that pure inspiration mm. that's like mm. I'm ready to become a man or oh. like I'm ready to like become more of myself. I can see another version of myself, yeah. but I know I've got to walk through this trail to get there.
1: <laughs> you know, <like laughs> totally, you have to, and there'll be challenges, right? This is more
0: expanded uh, version of myself where yeah. I can wear that thousand dollar mm. dress, you mm. know, like <laughs> 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 buy that designer or like you know, yeah. like whatever it is, like. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. We're going for a school. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. what? Are, what are we going for? You know, like what? What really matters to us? Yeah. You know, because I mean. If you go for the school, you know you, you'll be able to afford the other stuff. It's like the there's certain things like you know that ca- that can come or they can become secondary because like when we're abundant, when the truth the truth of abundance is like pure inspiration, and I guess this world of being human, there's no rights and wrongs either. Mm. You know, with how what we choose to Focus on at the end goal because we might get to the end goal and you know, say it's something as just minuscule as like just a dress, you know, Mm. like or something a way to adorn ourselves. Um, and we get there and we're like, Oh, I've got that now, (laughs) hmm, but there's so much more,
1: (laughs) it's never ending.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, something like the school is like, Whoa, that's a leap, that's a like Mm. a quantum leap in our. Mm. Values, mm. Because we're saying, I want to build something that will change the way schools are, like mm-hmm. the way the whole, ha- the way energy actually is communicated and nourishes a whole collective, you know, well, that's, that's huge, mm. like in itself, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, so the hero's quest, what an interesting journey.
1: Mm. Yeah. And that's that's the beautiful thing about what David Campbell did. Joseph Campbell. Yeah. He yeah. said that. Like he, he said that in... He looked at all the, mm. the fables from all the different cultures and they're all telling the same sto- type of story. Mm. Of, you know, you're going for the gold or the... And you go on a journey before you get the gold. It doesn't just... It's not just put in your lap. Yeah. And then you... you could, we could teach kids that. That's like you've got to, it's not always going to be easy.
0: And then you meet people on the way that project their limitations and their experiences on right. you when you're just going, hey, I've got this sword and this sword is like unique to my design and desire mm. and I want to pave it this way, pure inspiration, you know, <laughs> like it comes through. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and you, you present that to people they're like, whoa you're making some big moves, you know, who you think you are. Mm. (laughs) Let let me just tell you a story (laughs) or two or distract you or make you think Mm. that that's not possible or, you know, tell you what's worked for me or what hasn't, you know. And you're like, okay, like, (laughs) now, how much of that should I really take on? Um, Can I take a grain of, you know, just a grain of salt from that, like a little thing out of other people's book but still say I'm going to listen to you but no matter what you tell me I'm still going to do it my way Mm. you know and even if that is a few adjustments but you know I think there's a thing with pure faith and Mm. and then being able to dance with what we call the like it's like dancing with the the wind of change mm. or like the, mm-hmm. s- the slight changes in, you know, oh, a little bit of a change of the game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that kind of sensibility that we need to develop for the journey as well. Mm. That's not just being stubbornly forthright either.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's good to point out that because mm. as you go on the journey, the treasure may change.
3: Mm-hmm
1: like what you you think you want when you're halfway down the journey you you realize well actually I want more than I want I want more or mm-hmm. well, it's different it's like you, your horizons connect ex- you're starting on a s- with a small horizon of seeing and as you go on the journey your horizons get larger and larger because you're being successful on the journey you, yeah yeah so it's like
0: exactly you know, so so the quest is never over and you know anyone who you know thinks oh you know like oh that's it I've um, got to a place now where I've learned so much I think I have the universe in a nutshell and <laughs> I'm just gonna stop and drop <laughs> I've got nothing else to learn <laughs> right. I feel like you know we dig ourselves a hole I feel like the m- the more humble we are, and the w- w- what is that saying? The, m- the more we know, the more we realize we don't know or something yeah, like this. Like the more
1: we know, we the, the more m- we realize, the less we know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we, if we can have that humility, I, th- I feel like humility is such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it basically says, I trust in my light and my divine intelligence to show me but i am always open to learning from everything that comes to me Mm. i'm always open to the flexibility of taking in from the people around me Mm. no matter how big or small or significant or minuscule um humility is like a has has an awareness that knows i'm always growing Mm. Mm. There's always new t- um, ways to see, terrain, to, mm. you know, explore. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, it's very important to know that you don't know. Like, that's, I think that's the core tenant, really. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, the because I heard an analogy by Osho yeah. of... uh. It's like our minds. If you if you compare it yeah. to the the infinite nature of the universe, the infinite wisdom of the universe, like it's like a cup, a small cup, in an, you I, you're in the ocean. You take a small cup of water, and that's the the mind. Uh, but the ocean is infinite, like in comparison. Yeah. And there's there's no way that our minds can know anything. Mm. Like there's no way. And and so like understanding that is is very helpful because what we're taught in school is that we know everything we are the we are the um, like science is so precise and all these things but nothing is I don't I don't believe I, I think we're always going to be surprised new information is going to come out it's because it's just so infinite like we. We're going to c- always be discovering new stuff, which is really cool, right? That makes for a great adventure. We just never you can never stop learning
0: mm. yeah mm. yeah and the way I look at it that sort of just dropped in is like the mind is kind of a great tool mm. for perception mm-hmm. It sort of holds the lens of how we perceive. And then also the assimilation of information. But that's it. Mm. Uh, like everything else that is life is beyond the mind. Mm. So, yeah. but w- we, if we go back to sort of how we've been conditioned, mm. w- we have created a culture that is just purely mind focused. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very much. Logic, logic. And logic, logic, systems.
0: Yep. Um,
1: the thinker, right. Uh,
0: cruelty, because, you know, the mind, because the mind doesn't feel. I, if, if it's given that much power, it right. has the ability to be very insensitive, mm. be cruel. Mm-hmm. And to, like when it gets out of hand, when it's just pure mind. Mm. You know, that's why we have a lot of mental health issues in the world.
1: Right. Because the mind's got out of control.
0: People need to come back to the body. Like, they Mm. need to come back to their truth, their self, their senses. Like, you know, when we say, I'm coming back to my senses, you Mm. know, like I'm actually coming back to my feet. My feet sitting here on the earth and, oh, my belly, there's warmth there and... Mm. You know, that's another whole feedback system for my body. Oh, there's, there you go. There's the fire of my belly. It's my de- digestive faculty and a space where my intuition uh, sits, where I can actually have a bit more of a sensory grasp on my existence, where mm. I'm like, oh, I'm actually a living, breathing being. There's my lungs, you know, like mm. I'm breathing now. As I expand in that space and, oh, wow, yep just so much more going on and the mind is just so small mm-hmm. and the more that our mind can just take that back seat to this whole experience of ourselves in the world that's how we really become fully wow. human like that's how we actually shine our colors our light and you know, tap into the presence like those mm. yogis that mm. that have become full-on sensory mm. beings yeah. of light. Like they, they've detoxed <laughs> their body. They purif- they stay very pure, you know, with their yogic practice and their mm. breath. And you look at them and they're like probably 100 years old and they look <laughs> 30, you know. Sure. It's just yeah. ridiculous what we have the capacity for. Mm-hmm. Through through the the mind is a is really a great power because it is like when we look at the 8 the figure 8 so the body is the bottom of the 8 and the mind is the top and if the mind is connected to the crown and the crown is also open to tr- to receiving vibration through the sun and the cosmos we have Transcendence of the mind at that point. So there's this full transcendence of the mind being a limit Because we are able to channel information So as, w- as we experience the, the, the mind beyond the body We are able to channel vibration through the top of our head from a very open space mind, because um, I guess you you know when you experience um, the brain, you get the frontal lobe, and you know when there's a lot of pressure there, you that's just too much controlled type thinking. It's like that thinking that can't let go, you know. And then and then we have the, the back lobe and the hypothalamus. But the brain is like this incredible space to be really understood and explored as well. Mm um that can help us also tap into so much more within our body and then the body the same the body also helps us then experience our mind and even sensations through the mind like the brain can actually access dopamine serotonin endorphins you know the release of these things that it all kind of happens in the chemistry of the, the mind's ability to tap into the body and start to breathe deeper and to let go, really. Like, you know, th- like the more we can let go, we can then access altered states. The more we it's, – it's almost like the mind is like this, like, focal point <laughs> that needs to be transcended in order for us to experience great things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put I think that that's about it. <laughs> chat yeah. into a nutshell, but yeah. it's so so important as well. Yeah. yeah. But needs yeah. to be understood that it cannot dominate the experience. Mm. Because it or it takes away from the experience, totally. blocks the experience, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I um mm. what did I hear? The mind is like a puppy. If you don't train it, it will shit all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> And so oh. <laughs> there is, there is. We have to train our minds as yep. well, right? Like, and that's what they say that the West has been so successful at. We've trained our minds. We can. We're amazing engineers, and we're amazing architects, and that—that's all yeah. mind-based, yep. right? To be able to put to design. It's all left brain. It's all left b- brain. Yeah, yeah, logical, logical thinking, linear yeah. thinking. And
0: then you mix that with a bit of right brain. That's when you get kind of like structures like the pyramids beautiful yeah that's right that's where we get these beautiful structures because we're like let's take Mm. like that's pure zone
1: yeah but it's merging the two together and and that's what they say with the east the like the indians and the chinese the zen and the japanese they've all been focusing on the dropping the mind yeah that's their meditation, all these techniques of no, mind. of no mind. And so actually we need to be able to mold both together. But like yeah. you need to have a strong mind. Mm-hmm. You need to be trained as in your mind as well because then you can function in this world. But you need to be able to drop the mind as well when you want to really like tap into that divine wisdom and creativity. Yes. And then you've got to grab it and then convert it into logical uh, to make it, probably to manifest it in some ways. Absolutely. To help make them happen.
0: It's almost like we've, we've got a kind of, because of that thing, I, 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 I make this analogy about the pendulum swinging. You know, like when when we go so far one way, it's almost like we have to go so far the other way just yeah. to come back to the center and realize... That yep. neither was the the full answer. Yes, you know, and so like what you're saying, like I guess the West, sorry, the the East needed to teach the West. Just become of mm. no mind. Yeah, and we uh, yeah we've we've had to become it. the body. Yeah, and uh, you know experience your peace and your transcendence through the body, mm. in in that space of pure simple, um, seeing the universe through that simple you know wonder like the wonder of simpleness you Mm -hmm. know um but at the point of being human and and knowing what we're capable of you know uh that's where we can say okay now that you have mastered that space Mm. how do you want to grow from there Mm. You know, on the path of growth, like Mm. if I can find the middle way, Mm. that's why I love the teachings of the Tao. Mm -hmm. Have you have you gotten into much of Mm -hmm. the Tao? Yes. Yeah. Just you know, like the man who walks the humble path will be (coughs) ascended. You know, like the like as we like we're we're playing with that that journey of balance all the time, Um, and finding the middle way really helps but but also with you know i i've got this thing about like you know i think when we when we know our true confidence it's easier to be humble mm-hmm. you know like when we mm. kind of have our power yeah we have that the internal power like yep. there's a recognition of my power so humility just comes easily because i'm yep. just in wonder you know, and that and that can be like and a quiet strength. Well,
1: it is, it is a quiet strength. It's mm. almost like people who aren't humble mm-hmm. are not confident in their power.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But then there's the whole thing around like <coughs> people who are sort of wildly confident and just the, their pure expression can be quite refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, because of where it's. Like I how love it's that. Just how it's just coming through, a pure expression, and sometimes that can be misunderstood by people. It's just mm. like, who does she think she is? Right, you know, like just being she's this. Just like she's stepping in. She's taking up energy. Yeah. or, like, or she's taking up space yeah. in this particular moment, yeah. and is not afraid to do that. Like mm. she's just bursting. Mm. Yeah. Um, can that be celebrated as well? That
1: would be good. Let's teach kids to celebrate that. Yeah. To, to celebrate really shine.
0: The two dynamics, like mm-hmm. to celebrate that quiet power, just as much as the the bursting kind of exhilarating power that hits us, and whether we just need to fully bounce and enjoy. And and I guess that really also comes from this space of intention. Mm. You know, like the intention.
1: Oh, should just turn that music down a bit? Mm. I think. Yeah.
0: So pure space, pure intention. Hey. In your bed, um,
1: we have a our welcome dog Tao, is uh, needing in to someone cuddles? to pat him, and He's it's like quiet hey, in the barn you know, tonight.
0: Look, I'm here too, and I need a little bit of affection.
1: Yeah, there's no one else here to give him affection oh, at the moment. Darling. Love a good pat, <laughs> you, darling. <laughs> to know
3: that we with you, with
1: mm. us. Yeah, we're you know, you too. know, I fascinating thing is that uh, because of those differences in the teachings of culture. It's like now, if you look at the Indians and the Chinese, mm. they've all gone the opposite. They're all now like full yeah, on the business, mm-hmm. business, mind orientated. Yeah. Like they've jumped to the other side and the Westerners like us are going to the other side. Yeah. So we're now s- focusing on meditation and, yes. and dropping the mind. So like we've we learnt this world now we're going to the other world, and yeah we're bringing the balance, yeah. and and the Indians are be balancing as well they're balancing out too, yeah. and and so that yeah it, it is we need to be in the middle, it's like that or balance as you say the tightrope walker is a great analogy because, mm. you you do have to go from one side to the other you're never yeah. in the middle
0: yeah it's like the tightrope wor- walker. Carries that Libran vibration of being able to put yourself in. I'm Libra Yeah, so, <laughs> so you hold that. This is part of your code too. So right. these these concepts are very mm.
3: normal yeah. for you. Yeah, right, they are. You're the right. For you. Yeah,
0: and, uh, and it's a, it's a quite a deep pondering for you being Libra. Mm. Yeah. But it's like I can put myself in your shoes. So therefore, okay, that's how I understand what it's like to walk in your shoes. So therefore, I can understand you. Mm. Um, and then the the, the, the bar that the um, the tightrope holder w- holds is almost like his little dip in the pond of the two sides of consciousness that are one. Mm. <laughs> but he's able to sort of like see the perspective of those two sides and balance in the centre mm. with that as his point for balancing. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: And he can go, if he needs to go extremely one side, he can. Yeah. Or he can go to the other side. And yeah. that's the power of like Mm -hmm. in that power of being able to live in this world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And I think that goes back to that thing of like when we burst in our fullness, Mm. we don't have to blaze over the top of everybody. We always come back to our Mm center. So we're always bursting from a center. And I I love that because Mm. that's like, that's that ebb and the flow. Like Mm. we are like when we see ourselves like a wave or like the ocean, like Mm. we are coming out of ourselves Mm -hmm. and then we're we're returning in. in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even in our expression, like on the dance floor is a great place to explore that, Mm -hmm. um, like the burst of our fullness and Mm. to explore our fullness in, in movement, Mm -hmm. you know, like the spirit dancing in the body. Mm -hmm. It's a great activation uh, place for exploration of the in and the out and, the small and the large and, you know, playing with space um, and fullness and smallness mm. or however it wants to show up in our movement, you know, mm-hmm. so.
1: And, it, yeah. 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 I find, like, to truly tap into dance, you have to drop the mind, right? That's Absolutely. The pa- that's the power of dance is it it draws the mind away. But I think because you're moving and then suddenly... You're in that state because th- there's a. I know. I it took a long time to be able to drop my mind in dance, mm. because I there's a lot of cultural baggage associated with an Australian male dancing. <laughs> 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 it's it's almost unheard of, right? <laughs> That's how where we come from, and so to be able to to have to drop all that, and that helped. I, I used to use alcohol mm-hmm. to help drop that, and then. I had a shining moment of on MDMA at a a club at the Metro in Perth. Yeah. And danced for like 6 hours. Amazing. Right. Yeah, it totally it transcended. I, it transcended me. Yeah, I could Yeah. I dropped all that baggage. Not that all of it. Shit. A lot <laughs> of it. Some of it. You hey.
0: You know, like yeah. that stupid um judgy culture that mm. like when you look at it now you're sort of like how did i even ever buy into that like, t- oh. <laughs> like how, yeah how I mean, you well, know not even you just many well, people that's, like, how that's like
1: where do we get it from and it's like that's the stuff that you don't want to give to kids down? <laughs> but it's yeah. the it's the culture and yeah. like cuz if you're from brazil dance is part so of so much a around. part of your culture uh, yeah. yeah and so so we can do we can recreate that like, for children, we, we mm-hmm. teach them how to dance. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. dance with no mind. Like, why not? Like, yeah. just dance and have yeah. such a... Just have a joyful time and, and you never have to lose that. Because I even see with my kids, like... Uh, it
0: would gr- be great to have the ecstatic dance with the children. Oh, ah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah.
1: That would be really cool. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I s- my kids, like, uh, eight... And they were probably seven and nine, and they'd already had gained that uh, shyness mm-hmm. from and being on dance a dance floor. I went to a, like a, a birthday party, and it was a disco. Mm. At a disco, and so yeah. the kids were all danced, but you could see their shyness, and the and it was sad to see. I felt very. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, guys, you know. I feel
0: like school does that to us, of though. Of course, it's like school. We are confident like bouncing off the walls at home and then at school we're like Yeah, Oh my God, I'm questioning my every move. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You it's know? that's that they're just we don't teach kids the right <coughs> th- that confidence. Confidence mm. is so important. And you see kid you see kids that are confident and you're like, Wow. All totally. Right. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. It's uh yeah. It's it's a tragedy that kids aren't coming out of school with full confidence not all of them like (coughs) that's i i think there are good schools out there that are teaching (coughs) kids pretty well but it could be a lot better
0: yes oh it's it's got to always be a lot better Mm. and it's almost like we see these great leaps in certain sort of aspects and it sort of just comes out in little pockets but then you sort of see it in and we're going to probably see it more that this generation grows up a bit you know like um but then you see you feel like you're walking backwards mm. as well and you're like no why mm. why, why mm. is mm. the system still going backwards mm. and it becomes devastating mm. for parents mm. when they see what their children are putting up with at school mm. still yeah even now I, of course, like even like now. So so many kids don't even, you know, want to be at school. No. Like, school's not a nice place. Like, they'd rather avoid mm. school, you know, when mm. school should be, like, fucking the best place for you. The best place. It's like, it should be, <coughs> like, should <coughs> what be the hell is wrong with this world? It <laughs> should be so
1: fun. <laughs> you should be should at be school like having the best school time School is,
0: ever. like, where <coughs> I go to learn and play yeah. and jump and, yeah. you know, explore. Mm. <coughs> and it's become yep. this place of shame and... um you know, toxicity and mm. judgment and uh, the teachers are kind of just uh, trying to handle their role and, you know, some teachers are shit mm. teachers. Some are brilliant because they know how to bring entertainment to the children.
1: Mm.
0: You know, like, I don't know if you have memories of, like, a good teacher at sure, school. Sure, very few and but far between. Exactly, but, you know, you remember that one or two teachers, like my English teacher... She was always really encouraging and so passionate about her subject but so encouraging um, with anything you know that we would share or write and um, she was able to pull things out of me. And then my Japanese teacher was just this entertaining comedian that would just walk into the classroom and <laughs> just make us laugh from start to finish like, the whole thing was a show for her and like I just remembered (coughs) like I'd be like I've got Japanese today you know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I just remember like I don't know just like I'd look at my curriculum for the day and if I had my my beautiful teachers there I knew it was going to be a good day at school if i had the mediocre and the disinterested or the judgy teachers or the ones that made me feel uncomfortable i'd be like "Fuck! don't want to go just don't want to go to that shit. Mm. you know so this is huge like this is a huge topic i think for <coughs> teachers out there like, what kind of a teacher are you showing up to inspire these kids these kids are so personable so responsive to what you have to offer so if you actually choose to be a teacher are you choosing to be a teacher because you're passionate about teaching and conveying a subject in a way that encourages children to grow or are you just a teacher because there was something to do and you kind of you're bored and you have no passion. I don't know. I, I I feel like, you know, there's there's teachers out there that can totally diminish a ch- child's com- confidence and there's teachers that can grow a child's
1: confidence. Yeah, 100% agree. And I think it, it comes down to the, the teacher itself. Exactly. Like, I think there's, because there's real, like, there's a difference between someone who really is a teacher mm-hmm. and then there's someone who's got the degree that says yeah. they're a teacher. Yeah,
0: right. whether it's, like, just about control and, yeah, like, I have the way, you know, I am the being and or master of this particular master's degree. And mm. um,
1: But, y- yeah, if you've got... Like, there's people out there that have a passion to teach children. Like, that. that's... That's what they dream about, like that. And so they would be real teachers.
0: Exactly, and they understand um, the benefits of bringing um, the sense of play and confidence and encouragement to the classroom because children are bored Mm. unless you can entertain them. Right. Unless you can bring an enthusiasm Mm. to what you do Mm. and encourage them. Yeah. Like, Mm. you know, just don't be a teacher, okay? (laughs) If you don't (laughs) want to
1: be a teacher. If
0: if you can't bring what is required Mm. to, I guess, you know, uh, grow a child's mind, Mm. blow their mind in some sense or like allow them to expand,
3: Mm.
0: you know, like why, why choose this role Mm. and then carry on dishing out, controlling, diminishing you know, because, so, you know, yeah, it, it's a huge thing because I feel like there's a lot of young boys as well. You know, they go home to their parents and they're so ashamed of even saying mm. if they've been belittled by the teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is where the confidence of children Man, can just I start to... Yeah, I saw my daughter. ...take a journey into... She, yeah, she changed. ...poor mental health, all this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So message to all teachers out there, I feel like, We are responsible. We are the ones who are responsible for how we nurture the seeds of the consciousness of children Mm. and what kind of people we're bringing into the world. I mean, the human spirit is so resilient Mm -hmm. and many have the power to overcome these kinds of things. You know, we've been fighting but you know, let's just give these kids a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, let's give the kids a chance, mm. like to excel mm. at a younger age. Sometimes when we have had to battle so much from a young age, we it takes us a lot longer to recover and even just get back to being how we should be. You know, so mm. this I- this is the kind of thing I you know, I want to see more of is like young kids.
1: Give them a head start. (laughs) Young kids (laughs) excelling. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, you you know, you look at like young kids that are doing really well, like they become really successful young. Mm. So many of them have such supportive parents. Of course. Yeah.
1: And you can see that. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. You can see that. And so, yeah, it comes back to the community if you if you don't have supportive parents there will be supportive parents in the community exactly there'll yeah. be someone there'll be a there'll be a group of people that will help raise those children
0: yeah and i find the universe mer- um, the universe works in mysterious ways because i find you know like when we don't have a strong father role in our family or a mother role in our family we sort of end up manifesting like I know for me I have over the years manifested just incredible people in my life that have just sort of played the role of like you know a trusting father or a supportive masculine presence or just a really loving nurturing um, doting mother you know those two things I didn't have from a young age so we do manifest it in other ways, through Mm. other people, it really does come.
1: Yeah, Mm. yeah. And we need to rely on other people.
0: Yeah. We need to open to that and trust that if our family are not, you know, fully in alignment with us and our, uh, we will find our tribe. Mm. And I feel like this time more than ever is really about finding our tribe.
1: Mm. yeah. Yeah, I I believe even if your parents were not nurturing, it still can't hurt to have another 20 parents that mm-hmm. can help guide and be part of th- your upbringing. Yep. Right? The then you're even so much more richer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I was my parents got separated when I was five. Yeah. And so I had my dad and he had he remarried and his partners over the years. Yeah. And then I had my mom and her partners over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, in some ways I had like two influences, two different influences. Yeah. And that was good. And I got to go to their houses and like different places. My dad lived in Malaysia, so I'd go yep. and visit him yep. with my sister. And it's like, cool. that was a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, having mo- more people in your yeah. life, there's more opportunities yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so we should really, yeah, isolating ourselves in, into a nuclear family mm-hmm. is so abnormal. It's just not normal. And the more I live in community, the more I realize community is normal and the other world is abnormal. Like it's in so mm-hmm. many ways, so many, so many benefits to living with a, a group of, um, with your family, with a, A a group of people have come together as family. Yeah.
0: It is, yeah. Community, like, I don't know, like, I just, I feel like there's just so much joy to be experienced living in community, like, when we live creatively beyond just our own little everyday thing, like, that we're kind of forced to in the world, like, you know, like, I find like the way we've been, you know, come out of nomadic living and now they're like, you know, the standard is to sort of have, you know, your little cookie cutter house, you know, maybe live in the burbs with, you know. But that whole concept of like, I've only got me to focus on my space, my children, this, that. You know, I may be friendly with the neighbors, but also I may not trust my neighbors.
1: <laughs> of course, that's
0: it. You know, and We're told it's like not to trust our neighbors. Separatist thing that is really like a lot of people. You know, they they'll kind of even laugh at community and think, you know, what are you, you know, you going to join a bloody commune, a cult, you know, and like like that. I mean, I mean, I guess there's like things that need to be put into context in both realms because you know then you can have like a regular home but it's just full of just beautiful warm people and the parents of the heart and soul of the family they make sure that even in that home you know they eat meals together every night with the family because for me community is about a house being a home
1: mm. yeah
0: you know so like that that be bringing that home um to even wherever you are you know mm. whether it's just in a house or it's in a in Like a big group of people, because you know, you also know of communities that have become just like people are in the world like, you know, like everyone's living on the block, but nobody interacts, and (laughs) they all become jaded and Mm. self centered and unheard. And yeah, because they're all telling stories because they don't have the vision and the socio um, spiritual kind of ecology of what it is to get past our shit so then we can come together even if it's once a week or Mm. like you you center around some kind of coming together with the people around you Um, you know every every little system is going to be different but I I think we like humans need a sense of transcendent from this being in a box like like, you know I mean depression and loneliness is an epidemic now and it's just because people don't feel they have a place that that feels like home or it feels like oh you know so who's creating the center and um, (coughs) for me uh, community built under that intention is just like one of the most joyous places Mm -hmm. to be Like Mm. really is like Mm -hmm. I've always found such a transcendent form of love and joy Mm. and just the human connection we desire is fully fulfilled Mm. in that space, especially when we come together around food and music and creativity Mm. and sharing Mm -hmm. and hearing each other, Mm. you know, so.
1: Mm. Yeah, there's so many benefits to it. Mm. And I, when you were talking about the suburbs, I had the image and it sort of dawned on me. It's like the problem, like we're in these little suburban areas and everyone's got their own little houses. But we've built these like fences between each house. Like these fences, like that's one problem you've got to take away. It's mm-hmm. like you got to get rid of all your fences. Yeah. Like, it's sort of like living here. Everyone's staying in their vans. But there's, we don't put fences between the vans.
0: No. And there's there's a respect for, like, I mean, like, everybody likes to have, I think the beauty of community is, like, everybody likes to have, and everyone has their threshold for their ability to handle um, the overload of people mm. around mm-hmm. us the the, the yep. um the stimulus of because yes. there's there's a stimulus and an energetic mm. stimulus mm. i can I can handle a high level of that mm. um, most of the time but then I'll be like okay this this morning I'm gonna just start the morning with my cup of tea at my caravan and that's just what I need today is just to start the morning with me so I have my own mind and I meditate and I fill my cup. And then when I've filled my cup, I'm ready to interact um, in a much more quality way with the people around me, rather than being really tired and, and unable to engage. Or, you know, so I feel like a community that allows for autonomy, the respect of autonomy, but then the openness of our interaction as we need, depending on our capacity, because you know capacity grows as well. But one thing I've always seen is, like, no matter how closed or sheltered someone may have been, they always find more joy in community. Mm. I've just seen it time and time again. Mm. It's like, as soon as we transcend ourselves through just sharing beautiful food together, interactions, Mm. we get past the, what we were discussing earlier, the mind, you know, this mind that's just self, 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 which... That becomes a, a a pit for depression, or mm. like we do have to transcend the self at some point mm-hmm. in the day. And mm. when we're able to do that through a good laugh with friends, mm. and mm. Uh, not taking ourselves so seriously, mm. and having a know, dance, yeah, having dance, like yeah. just being silly and playful, mm. and like and we do that with our community, we mm. do that with the people around us. Like mm. they take us away from the self. Mm. Just totally. That, just we to that for that <laughs> moment to find a little bit of joy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: like yeah. <laughs> celebration, like on the on Saturday night, with <laughs> yeah. like the karaoke and yeah. like having everyone dress up. That's mm. finding that joy and yeah. fun and it being kids again. Yeah. And it was, and and then getting up on stage. There's there's a sense of excitement in that. Yeah. So everyone was on a real high. Like yeah, karaoke, right. we got to do karaoke every week. Yeah. <laughs> It's karaoke pretty, um, is great. It's yeah. so fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we had a few people up there that can sing but are too afraid to sing. Mm-hmm. And so, including me, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. one of those. You got up. I got up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got up a couple of times. Yeah. And so that's like each time you do, you're just breaking down those little barriers. Yeah. 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 And so that was, th- that's the power of karaoke too.
0: Yeah. And I love. You know, n- even no matter how someone sings, like if they're out there having fun, mm. it just puts a smile on my face. If like I, yeah. I love seeing people have a go. Yeah you know, like yeah. it's it totally. just always makes me smile, like a lot. Like like, Oh great, like <laughs> you know, like you're having a go, you know, like go for it.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I I I filmed a little bit of when mm. Finn and there was four of them up there, and yeah. man, that's so funny! Oh, and Itai was up there as yeah. well.
0: Oh, he's got a <laughs> when he <laughs> let's go. He's got a big voice. Itai.
1: Yeah, he's yeah, he's a natural uh, host. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he really is. But uh, yeah, there there was some magic moments. I can and imagine. Yeah. But yeah, so yes, we have to mm. follow our joy, our bliss, through fun and celebration. And this definitely yes. happens more often in a community than. If you're sitting at home watching TV,
0: I feel like the community gives us a chance to constantly grow. Yeah. Too. Like yeah. we're always growing. We're in that space of the growth, mm. the expansion, the learning, mm. the the experience of the interesting dynamics with different personalities, and you know what kind of people make us feel comfortable, people that make and that some of the behaviors that make us feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then how we actually transcend our discomfort around that and learn compassion mm. even around those people who have some sharp edges or, like, so we're always in a, you know, like, it it can be just as fulfilling and satisfying as it is challenging and growing, Mm -hmm. you know, like working with people every day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it really makes, turns us into interesting people too, like, I think the more closed down we become and the more we start, you know, not liking people. Like, going, oh, you know, because, you know, those people who say, oh, I hate people, Mm. you know, I I can't stand people, people. Mm -hmm. It's just like, well, you're one of them. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're just as likely to not be someone that people can stand because they... You know, just that attitude in itself for me is like mm. some kind of a like a giving up on people in the world. Mm. And it's such a generalization.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and it's like, yeah, okay, you know, there is some <laughs> people that you just wouldn't hang out with. You know, they're just not your vibe tribe. But, um yeah, but that doesn't mean you, you give up on all people because mm-hmm. you've experienced a few like... Mm. I guess you could call them idiots, or you could just call them ignorant mm. uh, people in your life that have hurt you or like mm. let you down. Mm. Um, I think you know we get we get let down by people, and going back to what you were saying earlier about you know we've got to get a bit tougher in how we um, how we experience the world and and can take a you know take the brunt of situations or like handle you know that whole thing around like okay there's people who are like that but i'm not gonna let people that are like that Mm. affect me and my ability to enjoy life exactly and to to live an adventurous life Mm. and to actually meet all those people that i will fucking get along with Mm. and have the best time with and Mm. love and vibe Mm. together and fucking like just (laughs) create wicked vibes (laughs) magic and you know, just vibrate and expand like universes in this universe, and you know mm. they're the people. And it's just like we can't shut down, you know, just because a few, ha- a small handful of people have let us down in life. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, and we
1: can't, we can't, just because you've been, if someone stole from you, you can't then treat everyone else as a thief.
0: Exactly. Right? Like
1: mm-hmm. it's we've got to just like I. I learned something I went to a workshop in when I was in Bali and it, the one the main point out of it was like always assume the best like so you, even if you see someone they look like they're homeless and they're down and out or maybe they're mentally ill or so, like you could s- instantly judge them and then suddenly you're miss you may be missing out on little treasures of wisdom like you may that person may be like a Someone really special. You never know. You and just never
0: you just know <laughs> who is in front of you. Yeah. You so just never know. treat everybody with, like, trust. Yeah. You know, and, and there's another thing with this um, uh, conditioning, I'll call it, mm. Um
1: well, to judge people is conditioning.
0: Yeah, but also the conditioning to of the world looking. that says, mm. don't trust anyone.
1: Right. Trust is huge. You know, I don't
0: trust anyone. In our society. But it's like, where does, like, I don't trust anyone come from?
1: Mm-hmm. Where does it come from?
0: Where does it come from? It's it's like, you know, in, in truth, in true shamanism, and in true, um, I guess, the middle way or the the way the beauty ways that you know of the origins of our earth walk you know like when we were more closer to the earth Mm -hmm. more closer to our connection to the earth trust was given Mm. first Mm -hmm. before we thought we didn't trust anyone Mm. yeah this is why everything's so backward it's Mm -hmm. like you know people aren't able to touch down Mm. like touch down on the earth because we're so Mm. caught up in all of our
3: mm.
0: fears and mm. mental delusions and projections and mm. holding on to the wounds and the stories. You know, we, we've all got it. We've all got aspects of it that we're constantly pulling out, especially if we're working diligently with our, with our own growth and, and our choice. Like, I don't want to be that person, you know. I don't want to f- that to be my reality. <sighs> <sighs> like, mm. you know, last week some shadow over me mm. but mm. do i have to carry that do, mm. I, do i have to carry that shit just because that person did that mm. to me mm. or can I, ta- I i clean myself off just have a good shower wash myself down know that in myself my soul i am clean um and let go like like why do i have to carry on my soul the negligence or actions of another who was misaligned or just had no idea really, Mm. you know?
1: Well, what did Jesus say? He said, forgive them for they know not what they do, right? So it's like, it's just they don't know better. And that's not their problem. That's not their fault. They just don't know. And it comes back to school and teaching children to know better, (laughs) (laughs) Right, (laughs) so for them to know that's what we have to teach them to know better.
0: We're constantly coaching children into awareness, yeah, yeah, awareness. And and it's it's unconscious behavior that hurts, Mm -hmm. but conscious behavior that heals, yeah, very much. Yeah, so with that analogy, that's really where it's coming from is like when people are not present, they're more likely to hurt or do something because they've left the building you know as soon as you leave the building it's like Mm. you become a host of whatever it is you know like you Mm -hmm. could hurt someone you could do something but you're just doing it and you're in you're in it thinking that that is the normal thing but you're not aware that you're actually hurting people i don't think most people who hurt people actually know what they're doing
1: i think you're probably right yeah yeah, it's it's. Uh, but
0: they they they've ta- adopted a certain behaviour that probably is hurtful, but that's become normal for them. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, like yeah. And, on and they're only shown, like.
1: and they're only coming from a place of fear, yeah. or mistrust, like all these mm-hmm. things that they, yeah. and that's why they're responding that way. And so, you can't you can't blame them for that. If they're if
0: not able to see how their actions affect others. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. At that point of right. being the victim right. Like or being in the reaction of a certain behavior, mm. they're only yep. seeing themselves as hard done by. Mm-hmm. And while they're only seeing themselves as hard done by or yeah. hurt, mm. they're more likely to hurt others Yep. without the awareness that they're doing it you know
1: right and that that's where compassion comes in mm-hmm. like the idea of if you are being compassionate to all human beings because we know you know that they're all at different levels of consciousness they're all dealing with their shit yeah everyone's got their shit to deal with and yeah. but people some people are dealing and with. and it's it. all tough <laughs> it's <laughs> like for could, yeah.
0: for for everyone it, at every level of consciousness sure. you know there's
1: challenges you yeah, know. yeah, definitely
0: challenges. Yeah, and like but one person's shit would would not ever like one person would not ever be able to handle because of their threshold to handle certain things. But mm-hmm. then another person's shit's like, hey, come on, mate, get over it. And you know, and that's a huge deal for that guy. You know, like he's, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> this big fish is just looking at the little guy saying that's nothing, you know, but like to that Mm -hmm. little guy, that's everything, Yeah, you know, so that's the difference between our our threshold and what we have handled in our life, you know, and I used to say this with people, you know, who do, like, talk about their trauma from, you know, their childhood and everything, it's like, Mm -hmm. I've met so many brilliant and wonderful people in the world and I... I've come from pretty like hard story. Like n- not many would hear my story without feeling like fuck. How did you know? How are you the person you are today? But I started really understanding like my soul's complexity and just my ability to handle the and have a capacity for certain things. But then I I was able to come up with this analogy because I find people in the spiritual world. There's a lot of people healing from something. And then it becomes this, like, battle of, like, my wound's bigger than your wound and, you know, like a kind of a battle of who's had it the hardest. And I watched this kind of thing play out quite a lot in, you know, the world of healing and and different people and their battles and stuff. I just thought it just didn't feel right to be in that struggle of like the ego in me trying to prove to someone else how hard i've had it you know and it just it, on a vibrational level it felt like i wasn't growing by even thinking along those lines like i needed to understand that there is no comparison but like, there is absolutely no comparison because everybody has a very unique battle that is can be soul crushing for them you know and one one person to another it's almost like that whole thing is like someone's strengths could be someone's weaknesses and vice versa but but the battle that we all have is very individual Mm. and and there can be no comparison to the difficulty of what all of us are um yeah, as souls have to overcome.
1: Right. And it's yeah. very you can never understand someone else's experience. No. Can you? It's like no. see uh, there's no way you can compare in a way. It's like it's a as you say, it's a personal individual journey and to try and relate it's hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. all you can do is like you can't be compare. there.
0: Yeah. Like, can't the, compare. ego compares, like yeah, the ego compares. Yeah, it does. Is the thing that just tries to sort of like uh, break down like the value of whether something is better or worse mm. than than something, and it's like no, you can't make that comparison um, because things get very uncomfortable when you start going into that terrain. Um, mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did that. It uh, happened to me once where someone told me a story, and I thought they understood. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to tell them a solution, but I, yeah. the solution was so wrong because <laughs> <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really didn't understand what they would like. They only and they only gave me a part of the story, yeah. and so here I thought I had mm-hmm. the answer, and yeah. it was just not right at all. <laughs> 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 just like, yeah, it's it's so hard to know.
0: You need to get. <laughs> it's almost like yeah, like you can't just have one piece of a puzzle and and then find someone's answer. Mm-mm. You know, like the answer to their needs. Like mm. people are so complex, you know, and mm. we can guess, we can make as many guesses as we want mm. on how to sort of remedy someone's soul. Mm. But, yeah, you know, like at the point that someone offers more of, of, of their circle, like, you know, I'm going to let you into my circle now and share more with you. At that point, we might have a little bit more perspective, you know. and then But then even then, we may not even have the answers, but just to listen and create space and allow that person to be heard and mm. allow them to know that you feel and you've witnessed their sharing of their story Mm. and i and i really don't have the answers for you Mm. but i i feel you i hear you i see you Mm. thank you thank you for sharing your story
1: just holding people when they're sharing you probably don't even need to give them uh, anything just to be able to just to be just energetically
0: creating the space to say i am listening i am fully engaged a witness to mm. what you're sharing with me you know that in itself is true wisdom and true um what i call bridging the gap like like completing the circle because mm. i find a lot of people who talk a lot or or, or the big struggle with uh, with a lot of people i feel is like not being heard like at some point in their life uh, or like you know children especially mm. like they want to they have so much to say but there's a lot of moments where their parents just switch off mm. and it's like you know um and i think if you can i mean nobody can can be a superhuman parent when you've just got to function in the world and then do everything for this child um But I feel like if you can be aware, listen as much as you can in most moments, then those other moments where you're too busy to listen, Mm. it's like, not now. You Mm. know, like, this Mm. is not the time for me to fully hear you. Mm. So, you know, I I, I think we've got to be like that with each other too, like... Mm oh, I really want to hear you and your story, but now's not the time because I'm I'm too busy. Mm. You know, we've got to be able to be honest with Mm. what we can hear as well. Because, you know, then people shut down, they're like, oh, I was just about to open up to you, but uh, now you just didn't give me the time of day. And it's like, okay, well, sorry. Like, Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) you know, in the whole drama of things, like...
1: Mm. But that's yeah. So like getting back to the, it's sort of the idea that we judge people, yeah. And like we, I think we sort of got down that rabbit hole because Mm -hmm. we were talking about living in com in community and Mm -hmm. being around lots of different people, yeah. And how it can be difficult. Like, that's th- it's challenging, and especially when we're coming from the Western world where we've been so isolated for so long. But there's a lot of lessons to learn in being with people. And one of the, I think, the biggest ones we have to learn as Westerners is trust.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, trusting that people aren't going to steal your stuff. But then you've actually got to transcend that you have stuff almost. <laughs> it's like every everything is everyone's and and it's and then like it, it, there's this sort of ownership thing but there's also a trust thing because it's us but i feel that you have to have solid trust for a community to work but then again how do you give complete trust right
0: i just think don't think we can give com it, like i feel like when we put too much power in mm. another human being to represent what we need in a certain way we we mm. already let ourselves down because mm. we it's almost like okay no like i have to first know i can trust myself
3: mm-hmm.
0: like i i need to know that i can trust myself and then trust that on an energetic le- level that you know my things are protected like i i think a big part of um this three-dimensional thinking um puts people too much into the small context mindset like for example you know there's sometimes where i leave my car open and i know kind of i'm in a bit of a i get this intuition like oh you left your car open might have to go back there and shut the door but then i'll i'll actually call in help you know from the other realms and i feel like we need to reach to spirit a little bit more and you know we have we have such power to call in support like for example like i'll like okay i'll put a bubble of light around my car i'll call in my angels i'll call in archangel mikhail and say please protect my car protect my things and I don't know, like I just think, I, d- I don't know how I would have got gotten by unless I do call in that assistance from the unseen spirit energies as well because in this world we do, everyone's learning as we were saying before and if we put too much reliance in people, you know, it's quite likely they will let us down. But having said that, from that space of the origins of our earth walk and our connection to spirit, if we create the space of trust and the space of listening and receiving and you know, even those people that are a little bit downtrodden and likely to take if we give to them first, like create the space of giving to them, knowing they need something. But they need something that is more than physical. They need that gesture. It comes from the heart, mm. from spirit.
3: Mm.
0: I feel like from that space of creating trust,
3: mm.
0: we can be aware, we can say, oh, that person has been a thief for the last 10 years of their life. You know, They are quite likely to commit that action again. But I see his soul and I see his soul is seeking spirit. It's he's seeking, seeking connection and the reason he takes these material things is because he's needing something but he's obviously not getting it from stealing. You know, he's he's just doing that because he's trying to fill a hole. It's almost like an addiction, mm. you know. Mm. Um, I think as uh, the more we become aware as humans, we can create the template for how others can really grow into a new space. Mm. But unless we try, unless we create that space,
1: mm.
0: you know, those people will never get a chance.
1: Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
0: And we don't even know what the possibilities can be. I agree. Because and of how we've lived for so long.
1: Yeah. Yep. And so I heard the analogy of like if you're at a train station and you have to go to the toilet. And you've got your case there, and there's someone a total stranger next to you, and you say to them, "Can you mind my case uh I'm just gonna I'll be back in a second mm-hmm. and so you're putting trust in this absolute stranger, and th- the thinking is that that stranger will guard that suitcase with their life mm-hmm. because you've put trust in them, yep. and you don't even know them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, there's there's some sort of uh, communication going on where we, like, we really uh, we feel that in the heart.
2: Yeah,
1: it's like ah, oh, you are heartfully trusting me. I don't know you, but I know I I know you're not gonna steal my case. <laughs> right, <laughs> so Absolutely. that's like t- hey?
0: I can think of a few times I've done that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, my bags here. Yeah. <laughs> You sitting here for a bit? Did <laughs> you watch
1: that? Yeah. Well, I heard someone. I told that story the other a uh, little while ago, and they said, "But like, if you were dressed up in a in a Muslim outfit, they might. I know this is bad. Like, they mm. probably would be worried that it could be a bomb in there."
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. How do you want to Stereotypes, play that out, like? okay? <laughs> Stereotypes, okay? Stereotypes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's like, but we Anyone don't, we don't want okay, to go deep into the, blow your head off in yeah. a second, like we don't want to go deep into the, like, that's a no. basic example of like trust. But and yeah. that's what I feel like this place has, is like trust is super important. Yeah, And it's putting that trust in everyone that comes here, assuming the best of everyone that comes here. Mm-hmm. And I feel that they f- feel that. And then they are... They're like allowed, nothing it's gets like
0: you're allowing them pas- uh, yeah. passage for yeah. right action.
1: Right. You're allow. yeah, you open allowing them up. Passage. Yeah, that's true.
0: But like it's almost like you're you're yeah. saying He's, here's the way. Yep. I see you. Yep. I have no judgment. Yep. And I, I trust that you'll you'll give your best. Yep,
1: and you'll do the right thing and, mm-hmm. and you will but like, you'll use your uh divine wisdom to yep. to do the right thing. And that's that's apart from a car being stolen, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is totally random and so far out there. Like for this community, I, I'm really still curious how it all went down. Yeah. But everything <laughs> else that's ever <laughs> gone missing in this place has been returned, as far as I'm aware. Like yeah. there's there's we all, like things go missing and it's like ah uh, it'll turn up and it always does. Yeah, there's that trust. It's mm-hmm. like there's just and th- it's. I think it's essential for a community, yep. and that's where, And yeah, we need to teach children that as well.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah, rather well than the opposite, which is mm-hmm. you got to lock your cars and your your house, and you got to like, you got to build a big fence around your house, and you got to be aware of every stranger danger. And like, I, I mean, there's so much.
0: Make sure you get your alarm system. Yeah. Um. Set up. You know, cameras. Yeah. yeah, I mean you know that definitely has has its place. Yeah, you know some people when they're monitoring babies and stuff, I think that has its place. Its place in big houses.
1: <coughs> I mean but yes, it's like the the pen rope walker. Like yeah, you've still got to be. You can't just be all one way. Mm-hmm. You've still got to be aware and have awareness to the possibility that there are. You know, people that, that are not following that their divine wisdom. <laughs> right, Th- there are those and, people. And your and
0: intuition also will, like, if you're really aware, you're aware. Mm. You'll be like, mm, probably better not to leave those things there because I think they're precious, and I do have to take care of my shit. You know. Yeah. If you um, and
1: it, if you feel strongly about something, and you're concerned of it being stolen, yeah, then yes you Take should care of, your stuff. of yeah exactly exactly yeah but i i feel and it's good to have your own stuff like uh, we like our own little private collection of things mm-hmm. yeah uh i i i just feel that for me like going into community i feel that like i still have my van i like my van yeah like i don't want people to drive off with that and <laughs> that's sort of my private space yeah. But everything else is open, really. And that's and that's really nice because it, it's trusting people with things. Yeah. The place. It's so it's so critical. Yes. So mm-hmm. critical. And so and when uh, that trust disappears, that I think that's when things go pear-shaped. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um and the thing is like, you know, even that concept of creating a world where we have that trust just through like dropping in because like we're so multi-dimensional and like just dropping into the support of the earth you know okay the earth's got me you know like i okay are my roots connected like am i able to drop in and and know that i can find some security just in that in that drop of okay i'm present um that's already like on an energetic level a big part of trust Mm. but i find there's many people walking disconnected from the earth Mm -hmm. and they just they kind of want something like they're aching for some kind of connection they're aching for this thing that they don't even know how to get
1: of course
0: yeah and so there's energy thieves Mm. you know the the whole thing of theft and ghosting Mm. and People getting their fix, you know.
1: Ghosting. What's ghosting?
0: <laughs> <laughs> ghosting is where
1: you go on a date and then they. Well, ghost. someone will be your friend, and uh,
0: they might have an exchange with you, oh and yeah. then they just never contact you again. Yep. It's like a shutdown. Yep. But I feel like that is like someone's left the building, mm-hmm. or like mm. they never really knew the true art of presence in the first place, and mm. because of that disconnection. Mm or in the first place it's like there's a whole world of people using people Mm. for some kind of a gratification Mm. in the moment Mm. but an extreme fear of pure connection Mm. you know this is an epidemic Mm. in the world today sure and it's like it's devastating for for people who actually are you know connected to themselves because they're just like what is that all about like have you jumped ship? Have you left the building? Or is this just divine intervention in some way protecting me from people like you who are uh, who are capable of, you know, not being good for me? Mm. You know, like sometimes like we we are protected mm. from certain people in our lives. Like we might mm. be just super open, mm. and then we we sort of open up to the wrong person and. Mm. And then there's a lesson in that always. But, you know, like we, we, we do need to be aware of that. And, you know, like, I mean, I really have compassion for this epidemic of, I think that's the next stage. It's like a fear of intimacy, you know, a fear of being vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know,
1: fear of loving.
0: Makes people have so many layers of pretense. Mm. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it, that's another whole topic. It's a, uh, totally, <laughs> it's like
1: this is a whole other topic. Really is mm. it's
0: another whole topic of mm. the, you know some of the things that um I mean I, I'm not experiencing that in my world now, but I know that it's a big epidemic in cities and mm. places where there's lots of people. Yeah, that are in on dating sites yep. trying to meet and people. And because it's
1: so big a s- place, that what's mm-hmm. the chances of meeting someone again? Yeah, so you can start to treat people less as uh, more like objects than humans
0: exactly Yeah. this is it and, and because, because they have become an object of themselves mm. you know and that goes back to that nucleus thing of have I become the broken shell or am I the light shining through the shell
1: mm. have I become the broken shell yeah right yeah.
0: So you know how some people forget their soul mm. but they don't realise that they are the light. Mm. Like they are like if they mm. can really connect with their truth. Yes. They are just the pure light, but yep.
1: there's a lot of layers. Over. They've
0: forgotten their light and they just become that the break of that seed or that shell that has its uniqueness mm. and but it's a very oppressive place to be. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because it's disconnected from mm-hmm. the self.
1: Yeah, Hmm. but we all we all suffer from that, right? That's Mm. that's the journey is coming out of that space and into the light. Yeah, being the Mm. light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's. I I actually think there's a lot of there's not many people that even believe that they can be the light. It's like a a feeling of um, like people don't even know it's possible.
0: Well, as long as the eye is in the mind,
1: mm, yeah,
0: that's that's always a questioning. Yeah, I mean,
1: I I was talking to my cousin uh, a, a few years ago now, and like I was talking to him about the idea that we're not our minds,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and he he was like, no, we're our minds. Like when the mind is who we are, and and I'm like, no, no, your mind is like a, just a tool. It's like legs. It's like mm. a computer, and that you can use it, but then you can stop using it.
0: An assimilating tool for processing mm. the perceptions of the world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's to be, it.
1: that's it. Yeah, it's a tool that made us survive until now. Right? That
0: is a bridge between. Yeah. You know, like, but the heart is stronger. Like. Yeah. Yeah, the heart is much stronger than But you're mind. not
1: much good at like if you're just in your heart all day, you're not thinking about. Mm-hmm. planting food for next winter, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yep. You have to, you need the mind to survive. Yeah. Like it's, that's, that's how we've evolved.
0: It's, that's why it's, the it's, mind sits cr- on top critical. of the body. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Like it definitely has, has the, the tip of the top. Like I am the tip of the top mm. and, you know, I don't stop. I just don't stop. <laughs>
1: Mm. Yeah, it's on all the time. Yeah. And and there's mm. I think okay. I there, I remember the realization when there was a moment because my uh, I don't know, maybe if I was like 20. I'm not sure, but like having that mind on all the time. Mm. Never actually letting the mind stop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and and that realization that I am not my mind. Yeah, that's a, that's a, like a moment, a nice moment. Yeah. In my past, it's like, whoa, hang on. And suddenly you, you're, you can look around at things and, uh, you see them for what they are.
0: Yeah, well, the thing is, like, through the path of yoga, when I was practicing yoga every day, like, I was really able to embody such pure joy. Mm. I d- I could feel just the flow of you know my electrical system and the body mind and my mind uh, my mind was happier too you know mm-hmm. like just even my thinking processes were a lot more like mm. inspired and in flow and you know and if someone was a little bit stressed out or whatever I was able to really just meter it and not get, not get so caught up in it but I think the more disengaged we become from the body and we don't have sort of a daily practice for maintenance, for our soul, for everything to just be functioning and moving and um, to be tended to um, and we become more mental focused. This is where, you know, irritability and, you know, that disconnection from... So, yeah, it really is, like, important for us. we, We know the mind will always have a dominating factor in our world but the quality of the thinking and the quality of our experience of our our body mind um really comes down to taking care of the whole system Mm -hmm. so this is why when we when we do our stretching or we just Mm. like breathe and we we can start the day with you know just a pure connection in the sunlight enjoying our kappa doing a bit of stretching, do some handstands, some cartwheels, whatever it is that kind of gets the energy moving for you in the morning. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah. Or even spending a good hour-long releasing um, all the tensions that you've built up over a long period of time, you know, can be so good for you. Speaking of which, I'm going to do that tomorrow morning. (laughs) 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 I need it.
1: (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah, For me, um, like I... I meditated p- for the last few years, mm. but I d- neglected my body. I did I did yoga, like I, I was did Bikram yoga yeah. for like eight years and, mm-hmm. and like loved it. It was yeah. amazing. It was very cleansing, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. So I did do that, but there was something about like I started running on the beach, yeah, maybe about six months ago, and then mm-hmm. it was just like total energy transformation, yeah, from just. Spending, like, going to the beach in the afternoon and then running, do some weights, and then watch the sunset. Yeah. Like, just totally energizing. Yeah. And you're right. Your mind's in a better space. Yeah. And I was, yeah, it's just all round. You, I think you've got to have that healthy body. I, well, I know it. You've got yeah, to have so that Exercise body. is not
0: just exercise. No. It's so no. Important. It's
1: helping with the mind as well.
0: Helps the mind. It helps your experience. It helps yep. you get into the flow of like yeah being in your flow state. Right. Yeah, in your space for <sighs> manifestation. Yep. In your in your space for allowing good things to come to yep. you in your life. Yeah,
1: it's yeah yes yeah, yeah, so you you're like you it's your portal. It's mm-hmm. to be able to tap in, and your portal needs to be it's working. Your spaceship. Yep. Spaceship. Yeah, it's yeah. your spaceship, and and there's all a lot of power in it. Yeah, uh, when you connect in meditation yeah. but also that fitness side of things as well. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. And so now I'm like I think you have to have that routine of exercise each day. Yeah. Yeah. And for me it is go for a run at the beach because I've I it's like it's so valuable to my um my energy and my general just well being and blissful state.
0: Exactly. That's like, that's I remember like when I was teaching yoga every day, I just remember being so happy. And, I'd like, we would do a gratid- gratitude circle every morning mm. just before breakfast. And mm. all I could really say was, like, I'm really thankful for yoga <laughs> for R- being right. in my life. Like, because yeah. I would, straight after teaching for an hour and a half every morning, I would just feel the benefits resonating in my body. Mm. And, like, I was able to really know that space. mm And it's just such a beautiful space to be in. Like, Mm. you sleep really good. Like, Mm. yeah. And then, you know, like, in the West, we go back into, like, which is definitely what's happened to me since I was living in more of a tropical climate and teaching yoga every day in a retreat center, which would really be my ideal (coughs) space to be in. Um, I think uh, it needs to be a community, like some land bought up, like in the the tropics, like mm. or like in hell yeah, Bali, you know what I mean? Bali. like like a tropical uh, little escape. Oh, ah, Bali! You know, because there's really <laughs> something it. about it. Like there's it's really mm. something about that tropical vibe, yep. as another little escape. Mm. You know, like the the contrast between yep. the two worlds. Yeah. Um. That's really special and really does shift something in our our brain, our hemispheres as well. Um, but yeah. Like, I find, for me, I really like yoga in those spaces and, you know, I was just really lucky to to be in that space and just feel the inspiration and the flow of inspiration of living like that. And I could live, I honestly could live in a retreat center, you know, quite a lot of my year. Well, you just
1: have to create the retreat center. Yeah. And that's like mindful earth. Yeah. That's what we need to focus more on is that retreat space, the exactly. yoga like yep. connecting in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah, that's the alignment the we're going.
0: Yeah, the events like home life coming up as well. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about home life. I think I'll talk about home life in the morning. Um <laughs> we'll come back to this chat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I reckon you should just talk about it now. Really? Yeah. Just finish <laughs> so it. I'm
0: dying right now. <laughs> Are you? You're tired. Oh You're doing yeah? Oh well. I just drove.
1: Yeah, you've been I on, on the I,
0: I was on the road all day, so my yeah. my brain's a little bit fried. Um, just the focus. Um Home Life, yeah, home life came to me um for coming down to see you, Bo at Mindful Earth, and um you know, r- offering a retreat concept. I sort of just discovered the space had evolved since I'd been here a year ago and just a little bit. Yeah, but then I was like, wow, okay. Well, we can do something like where we create a festival that's like a retreat. Like why don't we get more people into an experience that they normally wouldn't get a, you know, be able to afford usually because, you know, most retreats are not cheap um and then sort of offering people the space for festival that allows like you know really deep transformations and growth um within that space but then also enough of a, a chill space and a holding so people can you know have their moments of feeling okay to feel sensitive for you know everyone's going through their own little process but it's just pure joy and we're able to like once we connect with ourselves in the morning through yoga breath work meditation and have a beautiful breakfast and we're really seizing the day like taking the day into our hearts you know through these internal practices in the morning and then in the afternoon we can explore you know workshops And then enjoy some beautiful teas and live music and just take in, you know, the vibes of um, people being a creative expression of themselves as well through the live music and then an ecstatic dance in the evening, the opportunity to go into a sweat lodge or another, like, space of sitting and sharing. Um, And I feel like, you know, like... There's this thing in some festivals when a lot of people are on drugs, you know, like there's a lot of people are smiling and they're happy and, you know, they have little connected moments with people. But there's just something we can tap into as humans without even taking drugs that taps us into our pure joy and really can lift us up through dance and releasing ourselves through sound. Exploring our voice and our and our spirit through the body, that activates these things. And you know, this is the stuff that the ancient shamans did. You know, um, they would dance themselves into transcendent states. And you know, our culture has become very much a culture of like drinking to let go, but then still there's some limitations in that because if I'm drunk, well then I'm avoiding myself and I, i'm I'm drinking to relax but then why can't i just relax you know like um is there something that needs to be attended to so that i can let go um just by being me um and uh yeah so i just noticed that you know like in pubs and places where lots of people are drinking there's a lot of unconscious behavior you know people fall fall on top of each other and it's like come on just get a hold of yourself mate you know but thing is like that in itself is a bit sloppy for me um when i know what like creating spaces for pure connection and first connection with ourselves like a safe space to fully like come home to ourselves then we'll create our ability to really truly connect with the people around us and, and that's why i've kind of set the schedule for the morning practices like two hours at least of just self your time to yourself doing your yoga guided meditation and then you come into the day and then you can start taking workshops that allow us to sort of be our more authentic selves by being being put in positions where we maybe really have a few questions to answer that you know, bring more of our authentic self out and to be heard. You know, in in ways that we don't normally get to engage with people, um, in in a beautiful, safely held space. And then from there, you know, you might take a little journey, um, shamanic journey, um, into more growth, and then just dance the evening away. You know, just in in pure joy and and wonder and with a much more connected feeling with your fellow humans because you've all just had, like, shared a day together where you are, you're diving into your truth, you know. So that's really what home life is about. Like, I, that's the space I wanted to, you know, it's sort of a dream concept for me. And then coming here to meet you, Bo, I was, like, sharing some of the ideas with you and then I just realised that so much of what I was, was dropping in for me was also being talked about, quite a lot in your collective and then it was just like boom like whoa all these great ideas are popping in and we're all seeing the same thing and it's an absolute fuck yes all around so like Mm -hmm. let's do this you know so Mm. especially with the school of knowledge and Mm. stuff like this you know us sitting doing this podcast and sharing our you know allowing ourselves to speak you know and just like continual flow intuitive flow of like our like what is our knowledge you know Mm. um yeah so that's what home life i hope to make it a yearly event and yeah to grow it into something special that that will continue to not serve the the one but serve the many
1: Mm. yeah beautiful yeah (laughs) Mm. Maybe we could make it a monthly event. You never know.
0: (laughs) In the summer, I think it's possible. Yeah. I think, like, it could be, like, roll over in the summer and then take different forms depending on what the moon's in. You Mm. know, like, I feel like with the the middle of um, May is very much about the Earth. And Earth, for me, is, like, coming home. It's like, yeah, you know, we slow down a bit now after the month of April, Mm. which Mm. has been quite like that really fiery Aries energy like lots of busyness lots of creating lots of moving stuff lots of pushing stuff in motion lots of you know movement and then we come into may and then we we start dropping in a little bit more we slow down a little bit more so yeah i feel like coming home is is slowing down a little bit more so that we can really drop in Mm. yeah Mm.
1: Yeah, and connect, connect with uh, mm-hmm. like-minded people. And yes. that's really what we have to do at this calling time. Calling in
0: the tribe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. We are
0: calling uh, in the uh, tribe right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's now is it's essential that we do that. We yeah. need to really come together and realize yeah. our strength in mm-hmm. in groups of people. It's like we're we're so multi talented and but we're yep. all individuals and we all bring special talents and skills yep. together when we all mm. come in into a group and it's yep. it's a beautiful thing to see when when that all sort of unfolds and it's what we have I think we're that is what we're all missing yes is is that connection with others yep. yeah yeah and so we need to be having more of these events like we. Everyone needs to be holding them, and we all need to be attending, and we all need to be, uh, like, supporting each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's super important now.
0: Yeah, and there's a few festivals around the world that, that like, there's one in Finland that I really want, I would love to get there at some point, called Natural High, you know? Wow. <laughs> and it's just all about the natural high, like, mm. you know, like mm. how we can actually be naturally high together just through being, being more connected with ourselves, mm-hmm. like, you know there's not a lot lot of running away or uh, using I mean like as much as I respect all forms of medicine I feel like it was never meant to be a crutch for us like we we need to have the inner strength that creates the backbone for us and then then we take the medicine with respect it's not like it's, it's becoming our way to being ourselves but it's, it's supporting who we truly are already
1: mm, I yeah. can teach the kids that too
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, so we can talk a little bit more maybe in the morning about um home life and maybe do a video. So yeah, thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, amazing. Thanks, Shay. Really great.